Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke's Rosslyn podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality in sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster, Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, for all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Happy St. Patrick's Day and welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Let me tell you something, Jack. There is nothing, I mean absolutely nothing, that can spoil my mood because la mira mira, okay, the best of the best, the head honcho at Mission Pro Wrestling, the inspirational, the wonderful, my sister, Thunder Rosa is your AEW Women's World Champion, okay? She destroyed that no-good Britt Baker. Billionaire Tony finally did the right thing for the first time in his entire wrestling career as a president of a company. He finally did the right thing. He got out of his own way. Thunder Rosa is your world champion. She's my world champion. She is our world champion. I am so elated. Folks, you know from day one, Thunder Rosa is somebody who's been very special to this show, very special to me. You know, that's that's my friend. That's my sister. And to see her grow and to see her continue to succeed despite all of the obstacles in her way, despite the deck being stacked against her, it is just so wonderful. I mean, really, this is a fantastic time. And, you know, what's so cool is that look at her outfit from that that dynamite match, that main event match, that cage match. Look at her outfit. Okay, look at the way that she came to the ring. She had the mariachi band. I mean, just you talk about somebody who is the people's champ. Thunder Rosa is the people's champ. One hundred percent. Okay, DDP. You need to crown Thunder Rosa your hair apparent. She, The Rock, crown Thunder Rosa your hair apparent. Thunder Rosa is the people's champ of all people's champs. So proud, so happy, just fantastic stuff. I'm telling you, man. I'm amped up. I'm telling. You, I had to. I had to have two, not one, but two Panera Bread coffees today because I am amped up about this. 
it's just fantastic, man. It really is. And it's a reminder that you don't have to acquiesce. You don't have to play patty cake. You don't have to play by everybody else's rules. Just be a good person, work hard, put a lot of positivity out there in the world and let the chips fall where they may. That's exactly what has happened. Again, I am so happy. I'm so proud. Congratulations, Thunder Rosa, the entire family there, the Rosa family, I guess I'm going to call them here, uh, the whole Mission Pro Wrestling family, anyone who has ever been in the ring with Thunder Rosa, anyone who's ever taken the time to comment on her matches, anybody who has ever bought merchandise, this is all for all of us. We've all contributed to this, okay? Fantastic, fantastic. So on cloud nine about that, no two ways about it. Uh, Something really uh, disturbing happened, unfortunately, since our last episode, though. Uh, Big E on SmackDown, Big E, he ended up getting injured. Ridge Holland, he did a belly-to-belly suplex, and unfortunately, Big E landed on top of his head broke his neck (laughs) no two ways about it you know his neck is broken i think there's uh, two vertebrae that's cracked it's still not sure if he's going to need surgery but he's in tough shape there so you know there's some highs and there's some lows there try not to let the highs get too high the lows get too low but my heart goes out to big e I i wish a speedy recovery for you sir hopefully you'll be able to be healthy and if that means that you're going to wrestle again, fantastic. But if that means that you, you know, wrestling is not what you're going to be doing, then fantastic. I just want you to be healthy. I want you to be safe. I want you to live a long and prosperous life. Okay, that's right. You know, last week we had a gentleman by the name of Michael L. Ray here on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, and he had a lot to say about the Florida independent wrestling scene. And he named names, He called some people out and said what he had to say. And it was very interesting. And I've gotten a lot of response to that, you know, a a lot of response. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play a voicemail from a young wrestler down in Florida who is, quite frankly, fed up, fed up with the negative rap that Florida, especially Florida indie wrestling gets. And, you know, they have something to say about it. So check this out. Hello, Duke. Thank you for having me on your podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Noah Vale. I wrestle as the Sex Pistol uh, here in the Florida Territory, as Duke would call it. And I really just wanted to come on and just have a little bit of a conversation that's a bit different, uh, offer a different perspective. I've been in the wrestling business professionally for about four years, and um, I've spent quite a bit of that time in Florida as being a born and raised boy here, um, I think I can give a little bit of a different perspective than um, a lot of people who might have lived somewhere else, come down here, and so on and so forth. Um, I've gone to other places, Texas, Georgia, Tennessee. Um, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm making the rounds in my, in my youth. And one thing that I really wanted to kind of stress um, that I didn't hear in any of the other podcasts was a youthful perspective on Florida wrestling. And Florida as a territory, uh, to steal your word, gets a very bad reputation, some of which is deserved absolutely. Uh, But I also feel like some of it is a bit unjust. And the thing I really wanted to express in this moment was 
Florida, for all of its problems, has a lot of good. Um, in your previous podcast, there was a discussion about the top five wrestling schools in the state. And uh, I don't mean to call anyone out or anything like that, but I think that there's a couple more that should be added to that list. Uh, Chris Silvio and Matt Seidel School, Jay Lethal Big Con and David Mercury School, The Wrestling Lab, as well as Flatbacks, which is run by uh, Sean Spears and Tyler Breeze. Uh, multiples of these athletes, trainers, and professionals in this industry who have been doing it for decades, who are on TV right now, who were not mentioned. And to me, that is a travesty and a crime. Um, As well as, by that same token, not acknowledging those schools doesn't acknowledge the great talents that are coming out of there. I mean, you have these great representatives of Florida, Chelsea Durden, Kelsey Reagan, Robert Martyr, uh, DMC, Mikey Spandex, who is currently signed in the WWE right now. Uh, Malik Blade, another Florida-born, signed to the WWE right now. Um, all of these great talents. Um, I could go on and on. I mean, Kakoa, um, uh, Wheezy T, Logan Cruz of The Gifted, uh, Daniel Starling, Ron Bass Jr. Um, the list goes on and on and on. And it's to me, at the very least, quite bothersome that my state has been given this reputation of, you know, the chasing incidents and uh, all this back and forth between these promoters when you have so much raw, untapped potential and talent that exists here that is doing its best to try and change that reputation and change that narrative. But the loudest voices always went out simply because they're the loudest voices. And as I've said to you in a previous conversation, Duke, those loudest voices oftentimes aren't the ones that should be listened to. Um, All I'm saying is, for me personally, the most important thing to keep in mind about all of these conversations and all of these stories is that while, yes, Florida does have its problems. And while, yes, there are things that need to be worked on, there is so much good here that I feel gets overlooked. And to me, as somebody who lives here, somebody who works here, and somebody who's trying to make part of their name here, it truly uh, upsets me knowing that so many of my friends, colleagues, and fellow professionals don't get their just due simply because they're from here or they go out of state and promoters try to tell them to change their billing simply because Florida has a bad reputation and people might think of you a certain way. When in reality, most of that just comes from this narrative that's being pushed by a lot of these bitter, jaded transplants that come down here and try to fulfill some egotistical fantasy that they have in their minds that this is it, this is their last vest of relevancy or whatever their um, motivations might be. And that, to me, isn't how I want my home to be remembered. That isn't how I want my state to be remembered. And that isn't what I want for the people that come after me that are here. The point of wrestling in 2022 is to leave wrestling better than how it was, to continuously evolve this sport and to continuously evolve this art form to better and higher places than where it currently is. And we cannot do that if we are continuously rehashing these same old narratives and not looking at ourselves objectively in the mirror and trying to make change. There's a lot of young talent. There's a lot of positives in this state. And there's so much good here that I think is just being overshadowed because old bitter men are going to do what old bitter men are going to do. You know, um, thank you so much for your time, Duke. Thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity to speak on behalf of so many people. Um, I'm sure I'm going to catch hell for this, but you know what? 
it's not the first time and it certainly won't be the last. Shout out to Noah Vale. That was fantastic. And you know something, Noah Vale, we are going to have you on the show, okay? I, I, this is a formal invitation to Noah Vale. Let's shoot for directly after WrestleMania. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you come on the show and let's talk about your career because I give you a lot of credit to put your, your state on your back and stick up for it and stand up for it. It takes a lot of guts. You know, it takes a lot of guts to do that. And especially in such a, quite frankly, a volatile situation. I mean, we're talking about people's livelihood here. We're talking about the business, but we're also talking about your livelihood. So for you to, to speak up the way that you did, you know, hey, man, I, I props to that. Props to that. So no avail. Uh, definitely are welcome on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast to talk about what you have going on. And, and listen, that's the name of the game. Open mic on this show. Okay. In fact, there was one person whose name was mentioned a few times last week, and hey, he wanted to come back and have a conversation. So check this out, a rebuttal to what Michael L. Ray said from the man known as Styx. Listen, last week we had Michael L. Ray. This is a pro wrestler turned manager turned pro wrestling promoter from the East Coast who moved down there to Florida. And he took issue with the backlash that came from the This Is Chase and Rants interview series that we had here on Duke Loves Wrestling. Specifically, uh, as a result of that interview series, the scene down there, according to Mr. L. Ray, has you know, been affected in a negative way to the point where promoters are now accusing one another of doing business with Chase and Rance and using that as a way to get venues not to book certain promotion, certain promotions and certain promoters, uh, therefore, which, you know, ultimately can put a, a whole promotion out of business. So that's a that's a general recap of the conversation that we had last week. But what was interesting is during the conversation, uh, Michael L. Ray, in addition to naming Chase and Rance, in addition to naming different wrestling schools that he feels are uh, reputable, and certainly I agree with him on the reputable uh, wrestling schools, uh, but he also named Jeremy Gomez of Generation Championship Wrestling as someone who may be behind the whole emails and, and giving him specifically a hard time. And he said some things about a guy who's been on the show numerous times, uh, someone who I consider a friend of the show, Sticks. So, you know, Sticks definitely reached out and let me know that, hey, <laughs> that's not okay. So I, I would like an opportunity to express myself and share my perspective. And I said, damn, of course, of course. And, and let me just reiterate the point because it's very important. Duke Loves Wrestling is an open mic. Okay, and anyone who is someone that has something going on that I feel is is newsworthy and something that I think the masses should hear, I'm I'm not going to stop them. They can come on the show. They can express themselves. I'll ask a couple of questions and help them make sense of what they're trying to say. But the main idea is this. I'm not going to restrict anybody because as fans and even as other people in the industry and as future people in the industry, we want to know what the hell's going on. So is Florida this cesspool of, of disaster 
and the economy is drying up, especially for wrestling promotions because of all the shenanigans? Or was that not necessarily the case? I mean, we want to know. And, and furthermore, as it relates to Sticks, I want to know, Sticks, is, is this this horrible person, this person who his time has passed him, this person who's up to no good in the wrestling industry? I want to know about that, too, because this guy's been on the show numerous times. So I want to know what the hell, what's really going on here? So without further ado, welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, Sticks. What's going on there, Sticks? How you doing, man? A little craziness I'm, I'm doing, out here, but yeah, yeah, I'm doing pretty well, man. But I, I'm I'm just gonna hit you straight with it, bro. I'm not gonna play games here. Are you some guy who's been up to some shenanigans trying to take advantage of young people uh, in the industry? When I say young, I'm talking people who are are fresh in the industry who may not know any better. Are you doing some kind of funny business there, sticks? Not, not at all. Not at all. Like, look, and and I'm this is a shoot man like i'm not working an angle i'm not trying to get paid none of that i got enough i got enough money coming in i don't i don't need to chase it on a podcast listen if someone comes to me as a talent and says hey what do you think about this this or this i'm certainly going to give my opinion i'm never i will never ever 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 chase somebody down and be like hey, hey you should do this you should do this i'm only three and a quarter years in the business Yes, I've worked 265 shows. Yes, I've worked for 20 companies. Yes, I've done worked or called over a thousand matches, but I am not an expert. Right. I, I don't claim to be an expert. I like to be around people smarter than me. That's how you get better at life in general, whether it's wrestling, whether it's business, whatever. Hang around people smarter than you. That's what I try to do every day of my life. I would never in my life try to negatively impact somebody's career especially this because wrestling is a dream right it's a pipe dream you see it on tv and it it changes you when it when it hooks into you it changes your life for so many different reasons and we, we can get into that later but for for this guy and let me start at the beginning when i started in wrestling i started in daytona beach at go wrestle in, um, in a medical warehouse that's where we had our building we ran every week, every Friday we had shows. And I was fresh back from Chicago, no job, finally got a job part-time, like super part-time at the club a couple nights a week. So I was available on Fridays, right? So I reached out to the trainer and I said, hey, man, you know, I'm a guy with cerebral palsy who's always wanted to be in wrestling. I don't know what I'm capable of. What do you think? And he said, come on down. We'll see what's what. So I started ringing the bell. That's literally how I started in the business. Can you ring a bell? Yes. And then a couple weeks later, you know, young professor was busy. Can you ring announce with 10 minutes notice? Here's the card. Yes, I can. Because I have a broadcasting background. It's not hard for me to talk on a microphone. It's one of my many skills. Michael Elray comes in, fills in for young professor, I think maybe three or four times. I got no problems with the dude, but that's, that's how I know him, right? We don't hang out together. I don't know his mama. I didn't go to his kid's quinceanera. I don't, we don't roll like that. So for him to come on a podcast, your podcast specifically, because I consider you an actual friend. I consider you to be one of my friends. To come on your show and say the things that he did about me specifically 
we can get into all the other stuff about where I've worked and why I don't work there anymore and why people don't want to work with me. That it's wrong. It's just it's just wrong, man. And I'm gonna try and not get upset, but I have no reason. First of all, I have not now, nor would I ever attack somebody's business ever in my life. I have two rules. I live by two simple rules. Everything else is negotiable. Don't mess with my family. Don't mess with my money. If I live by those two rules, if those are the two cornerstone rules of my life, why would I go out of my way to hurt somebody else's pocket? Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you there. That's, that's a, that's a fair point. Let's, let's take it point by point that he made about you. You heard what, what Michael L. Ray said about you. Let's, you know, I, I listened to it three times, three times, I listened wow. to it three times, because okay. the first time I listened to it out of you, you sent me it. You said, Hey, listen to this bro talks about you. Okay. First time I got really mad. Second time I was on my way home from the club. I was like, let me just listen to this objectively, right. As a, just a listener and just see how I feel about it. And then I listened to it a third time for facts. So go ahead. Wherever you want to start, we'll start. I want to skip over most of the other stuff and focus on what was said about you in particular. When you heard your name for the first time, did it surprise you that Michael L. Ray would 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 name you at all? So, yes and no. I'm going to say yes because I don't have um, a beef with this dude. I got no beefs with nobody, right? Um, if you, if you pay me to be somewhere, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show out. I'm going to do my job and I'm going to go home. I don't get involved in drama. I don't care about it. I'm too busy trying to get where I need to be. Um, and no, I'm not surprised on the fact that a couple months ago, I want to say January, he reaches out to me. I was, it was a Friday night. I was at the club. He, he tried to call me. He tried to call me on messenger on Facebook messenger. And I declined call cause I was at work. It's Friday night in a strip club. We're busy. So then he sends me a message. He says, Hey, can we talk? And I said, what's up, man? So then he lays out everything he laid out on your show. Jeremy sent these emails, blah, blah, blah. And he heard through the grapevine that I was a part of it. I, I don't have time to send emails to Detroit to, to destroy your business. Let me just be straight up. First of all, I've never heard of his promotion. That's not a joke. I've never seen him promote about it. I've never seen him talk about it. I know where he works as a talent. I didn't know he had a promotion. I didn't know. This man could drink whiskey with the devil. I would not care. But he came to me a couple months ago, so he laid it all out. So everything he said on your show, and I denied it, emphatically denied it. And then he comes on your show four months later, three months later, and says the same shit. The part about the economy down there, especially for wrestling promotions, I mean, is any of that stuff true, or is it? Is the indie scene down in Florida drying up? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. So he is of the impression that you know nobody draws he's that's he said that over and over nobody draws nobody draws nobody draws that's not true come to uswa in jacksonville on april 30th and see if that's not a full house they sell out every show they do 
he's right about ARW and Alex Red. They sell out every show they promote, and I'm happy for him. I'm I'm so happy. Every time I see a full house, brother, I'm 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 stoked. Um, but in specifics with the Generation Championship Wrestling, a couple months ago, we had the Diamond Cup, which is an all female show. Um, and we had it in Tampa at the Egypt Shrine Center. There was a couple hundred people there. You know how I know that? I was there. I was calling the whole show. So to say that, and think about like Kim from McKnight. We always have decent crowds. They're not huge, but it's not like 10 people. It's not 20 people like he alleges. So you could be the exceptions to the rule. And maybe he's speaking about the majority of promotions that he sees. I mean, you're sticks. You, you make your, your rounds. I know that you work for different promotions all over, not just in, in Florida, you ventured out and what have you, but as a state in terms of pro wrestling, you don't feel that the economy is so bad that no one is being able to draw that people are lucky if they get 30 people within their crowd at a time, unless you're one of these bigger names that works directly with, WWE, AEW, you don't feel that that's the case? I don't believe that. I mean, maybe that's the way it is on his side of the state. And Florida's a big state, right? And I don't work everywhere in Florida. Let me just be real. I, I don't work for every promotion. But there's also a reason for that. Like, I work where I know I'm going to be showcased and successful. I'm not, you know. And I know that it's hard out there for everybody now, right? Gas is absurd. Right. So to drive down the road, you know, to go 100 miles for a show could be expensive for some guys. Um, so in in that sense, is the is the, is the business hurting? Maybe because wrestlers, we you know, we're independent contractors, man. We pay for our own trans. We pay for our own food. You know what I mean? Like so in that sense. Is the business hurting? Of course, it's hurting everybody, everywhere, all people, no matter what you do. Um, are there companies that draw small? Yeah, but I think there's a way to fix it. Florida is a wrestling state. Florida, Florida, for the longest time since wrestling was a thing, has been a major territory. Just go back and look at the history of wrestling. Florida has always been a wrestling state. And in the sense that, like, promoters don't want to work with each other, I don't know why that is. In my mind, if you want to make money, you, you get together in a room, you put all the smartest minds in the room, and you talk it out, and you book, you book the whole territory. What are you guys doing in Sarasota? Okay, let's do this in Miami. What are you doing in Jacksonville? Okay, let's do this in Tampa. Let's, you, but it doesn't work like that anymore. Right. Everything is, um, for lack of a better term, a pissing contest because everybody thinks that they know better than the next guy. And is that right? I don't think so at all, because if you look at. If we were to look at the state of Florida by itself, like the NWA back in the day when they had uh, monthly meetings and all the bookers from all the different territories got in a room and talked about what was going on everywhere. Say you did that. Say you had a Florida wrestling council, right? Just for, you know, let's make believe for a minute. Say you had a Florida wrestling council and you put all of the minds of wrestling in one room and got them to agree to listen to each other speak. 
we'd all be rich. This could be the Mecca of wrestling because it is a big state. There's plenty of room for everybody to run everywhere. The problem is stuff like this. I got to listen to a podcast about a guy biting over here because he's upset about this and upset about then nobody draws and nobody comes to see me and I can't promote. And I, I, I don't get it, man. What's a potential solution here? Because look, this is a podcast, right? Again, this is a place where news can be discussed. I like to go directly to the sources. I don't, I don't like to just talk about rumors and, and nonsense there. I want to get as close to the truth as is possible. Um, and I'd like my audience to hear from the people being discussed so that they can make their own mind up about who they believe, who they support, what have you. I'm, I'm not going to beat anybody over the head about with my opinion, because that doesn't really matter. Um, and, and just because you're somebody who's been on the show and friend of the show, friend of mine, that doesn't mean I'm going to treat you favorably either. If you're full of crap, you're full of crap. If you're not, you're not. Right. And, and I think that's the way that we maintain our integrity here on Duke loves wrestling. So where do we go from here? Um, because you got some guy who's, who's upset and clearly he says he loves you, but he also is pissed off at you, which is interesting because it's, it's two completely conflicting emotions there. Are you and Michael L. Ray all right? Like, is, is this, is this a, a, going to continue to be a problem uh, at least from your perspective or is it water on the bridge for you look man i i said this before i don't have time for this crap i really don't and like i'm not trying to big time the guy like i understand he's going through a lot he he feels attacked and he thinks for whatever reason i have something to do with it um let me just say this about jeremy and generation championship wrestling I enjoy working there. Um, we, we, we get a lot of views on YouTube. Go look at Title Match Network. Check the views. I promise. Um, I, I, like, I like the fan base. I like, you know what I mean? But, like, if Jeremy Gomez ever came to me as a man, man to man, and said, hey, I need you to help me blow up somebody's business, i tell him to blow it out his ass because that's not what I'm about. That's really not what I'm about. And you can say I, I leer or I lurk at indie shows. I don't go anywhere I'm not getting paid. Let me just be real clear. I don't hang out at indie shows. I don't – I don't. he said in uh, a couple months back, you can go back on his Facebook and look unless he deleted it. Michael had gone on these rants about who deserves a shot and why this person's working dark. They're not experienced enough, blah, blah, blah. And after, I don't know, a couple of weeks of seeing it, I just went, man, like, shut up and work harder. Like, you want to be where they're at, just work harder. And he, you know, he called me to the carpet and he, you know, said, I, you know, I was being inappropriate at shows and like leering at female talent and stuff. And it, then he comes into my messages and said, oh, it's a work, brother. It's a work. It's a work. I'm working. Like, okay, brother. But I don't need to. Naked women hand me money on a nightly basis. I don't need to leer at women. Like, I got a girlfriend with tits as big as your head who I haven't seen in two months because I'm busy working. Not sending emails about who he hangs out with and all, I don't care. 
brother, let me just break this down to you. And, and as a reputable journalist, you tell me if this makes sense. Okay. January. This was my January just in wrestling, aside from four, five, six nights at the club. You ready? Jacksonville for NWA, by the way. Um, Bureau, Tampa, back to Jacksonville. That was my January. Two more shows in February. Now, I just signed with one of the largest talent agencies in the world. Nine-nine talent agency just offered me a deal to represent me to do commercials and voiceovers and movies. And I'm also, we just finished bike week in Daytona. I work six, six days straight before that was race weeks in Daytona. I work 10 days straight. When would I have time? I don't have time to see my girl. I don't have time to see her kid. I live in a house with my mother who I haven't seen because I'm busy. I'm out here trying to make my life what it is going to be. I have no beef with that kid. You want to be successful, brother? I'm going to tell you the same thing everybody ever told me. Work for it. Shut up and work. Push it. Drive. I also train five days a week. I'm in the gym five days a week. I haven't rolled in jujitsu in a couple months because I've been so busy. Because my mom had some health issues and I was worried about that. And then I had to work. Like, dude, I got no beef with this guy. And let me just be real clear. My time is up when they make me dust, when they put my body in a furnace and turn me to ash. My time is up. I will get where I'm going to be because I will work for it. I'm going to earn it every day of my life. Whether he believes it or not, I don't care. You don't want to come to me for advice? Don't ask me questions. Don't send me matches. Don't, I don't, you know, I'm not an expert. I don't claim to be an expert. I want to be. I will be. I'm going to be great at this. That's a declaration of fact. I'm going to be great at this, but I will not. I will not sit by and let guys like Michael Elray, who frankly, not a lot of people have heard of, talk trash about me, attack my character. I'm a scumbag. I get paid to be a scumbag. I know that. But as a man, as a man, don't come at me like that, dude. I'm not trying to fight you. I'm not, this is not me talking big. I don't want to slap fight you. None of that. I got no beef with you. I wish you nothing but the best. I said this to him in a message. I said, I got nothing, no, no qualms with you, dude. I wish you nothing but the best, but you're wrong. You're straight wrong. You want to know why I left FEW? I'm going to tell you why I left FEW. We were working FEW. Matt and I were booked for FEW to do TV tapings for them. And we go down. I would get off at three in the morning on Fridays, uh, get to Matt's house at four. We would leave at five, uh, drive there, get there at 10, have a production meeting, write the, write the episodes. We do four episodes a day. So on this particular Saturday morning, we get there, we start the production meeting. Matt had an interview to do for another show. So he's in his car doing an interview. Chasen walks in. Chasen Rants walks in shakes my hand he's got this big grin on his face he's got some of his kids with him so we book the episodes matt comes back and we're still in a meeting and i text matt and he sees chasen and i texted him and this is exactly what i texted him what the fuck so then we finished the meeting matt and i are sitting by the ring matt's like dude 
I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here if he's here. And I said, I agree with you 100%. I don't want my name on it. I don't need to be around it. Because you know, if any anybody that knows of Chasen, he's a weasel. So he's going to find a way to be on camera, right? So he'll sit on hard camera side. So his face is on camera, dude. Look, if, you know, that we can't be associated with that. He's a teacher. I'm what I am, whatever. But we go to JB. Him and I and one other person who I won't mention because I don't want to drag him into this. Um, we're standing in the parking lot in Miami. And we're saying to JB, brother, you don't need these kids. You don't need Chasen. You don't need his people. And we rebooked all four shows in the parking lot in 20 minutes. And then he was like, well, JB says, well, you know, I got to pay him. Da, da, da. And Matt and I both looked at him and said, keep our money. We'll work for free. That's how much we didn't want to work with Chase and Rance. So then he's like, okay, okay, I'll take care of it. We go back inside. Four hours go by. And nothing changes. So Matt, we're sitting at the desk now. Now the lights are on. We're about to record. We're suited and booted. We're ready to go. There's a camera in our face. Matt looks at JB and says, so we're not changing this. There's no changes. And JB says, well, it's too late now. And J Matt says, well, then we got to go. And we got up and we left. We drove back from Miami to Palm Coast in suits because we didn't want to work with Chase and Rance. I got no beef with JB. Let me tell you the truth about JB Cool. Say what you want to say about his associations. And here's how I look at dirt because everybody has done dirt. Everybody has done things they're not proud of, right? If you don't rape anybody, kill anybody, or you're a pedophile and you don't directly affect my life in a negative way, um, um, you know, as long as you don't preach about it and shove it in my face, we're probably going to be all right. I saw JB at the NWA show in Jacksonville and I came up to him. I said, look, man, I hope there's no hard feelings about us walking out. And this was over a year ago now. Right. So he's I said, you know, I hope there's no hard feelings. I got no heat with you. And he shook my hand and he said, I respect you for what you did. You had to do what you had to do. So we walked out, right? And then he wants to talk about Magic City. Michael brings up why I don't work for Magic City. Magic City is an offshoot of FEW. JB's partner decided to part ways. They started their own promotion. I got mad respect for Vinny. I call him my cousin for a reason. Because if you know Vinny's real story about why he is the way he is, you'd respect him too. I'm not going to speak on that here. That's none of my business. Alex G., Got mad respect for that guy, too. Listen to Alex G talk. I promise you'll learn something about wrestling. I promise. I went to them, aside from Matt, because Matt was doing other things. Young Professor was doing other things. And I said, hey, you guys need anything? You want me to manage? You want me to come down and commentate? They don't need me. No hurt feelings. I'm not mad about it. You don't want to use me? Don't use me. I got no heat with that. But to come on here and say, oh, I don't want to work with certain talent, that's not true. I'll work with anybody except for Chase and Rance, except for other people I know to be illicit in the young people arena. Let's just put it like that. I, the, I don't need that in my life. I'm good. So I don't know where he's getting his information from. I don't care, but it's wrong. Well, sticks I'm not too good to work for anybody. 
the money's right, guess what? I'm going to be there with bells on. <laughs> well, I, hey, you know, at least you're here to lay out your perspective, man. I, I, I respect it uh, a ton there. Sticks, why don't you let everybody know the best way that they can keep up with you, especially if anyone um, would like to see what you have going on since you're doing all these big things. I mean, congratulations. Signing with one of the top talent agencies out there. It's you, you don't blown up, bro. It's crazy, man. It, it really is. And and to, to let me just back up for a second, because I, I wanted to just just say this. I got a chance to call matches with Joe Galley from the NWA. As a kid who studied wrestling, not like just was a fan, but like was obsessed with it to sit there under the NWA banner and call matches for their worldwide television distribution. I was, I was 12 years old again, man. It was crazy. And if, if I wasn't capable, if my time had passed, they wouldn't have put me in that position. I, I don't understand where this guy's coming from. I'm sorry that he dragged his drama onto your show. I'm glad that I had the chance to come on here and clear things up, at least tell my side of things. Um, but if you want to reach out to me real easy, Ken sticks Ray on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok Now all the same at sticks man 92. That's S T I X man 92 Duke. I just want to say thank you, brother. And Florida wrestling is way better off than Michael L Ray seems to think. Thank you once again, sticks. And Hey, look, you make up your own mind, how you feel, what you think, what have you there. But that is just a lot of perspective on a wrestling scene. And I hope everybody can get it together. I mean, I said it before, I'll say it again. I just hope that everybody can get it together uh, because the fans deserve it. The wrestlers deserve it. The, the promoters deserve it. The, the whole community that is pro wrestling, we deserve it. And Florida is so important. It, it literally is the wrestling capital of the world. So we can't have that area failing and we certainly can't have that area being successful and, and people claiming that it's failing so somehow some way we just all need to be clear on what's going on down there and if things are not going so well then we got to fix it and if things are going great then we need to continue to do more of the things that make it great right but no limbo there's no reason to have limbo because there's more than enough to go around so i hope folks get it together and get it straightened out and I look forward to seeing more success down there uh, in Florida. That's right. Duke Loves Wrestling, Facebook, Twitter, Duke Loves Wrestling at gmail.com. Wherever you're listening to this show, please give me a review. Five stars. Give me a five-star review. You know how it is here, man. We just give you the, the straight-up conversation directly from the sources. We don't play games here, all right? There's none of that nonsense that you're going to hear in, in, in some other places where they want to talk about rumors. They want to make up stuff and pass it on as fact. Okay, you know the, the usual suspects. And it's, it's funny. Let me tell you something. I, I, I've noticed something interesting. Since the latest rounds of WWE releases, I've noticed that a lot of these, these insiders, they're getting plenty wrong. You notice that they're saying things and, and they're trying to break news and they've just been completely off base. They've just been completely wrong. 
Why is that? I have a theory about that. Within the latest rounds of WWE releases, and I'm not talking about wrestlers either. I'm talking about behind-the-scenes people. Some of those folks who were released, I wonder if they were some of the big leakers for folks like Juicy Juice and Paywall Jesus and the rest of their, their clan of, of, of merry humanoids. I wonder about that because suddenly all those folks, they keep missing the mark. You notice that? It's very interesting. But you know who has not missed? <laughs> Brad Shepard. Somehow, some way, Brad Shepard is still breaking news out there, folks. Brad just broke news the other day that WWE shop and uh, what is it? Phonetics. They, they entered into a deal. So WWE shop is going to be completely taken over by Phonetics. And this is a company that makes sports apparel for, for different sports leagues here. So the fact that WWE was able to bring them in, that's a big deal. So kudos to Brad for breaking another big story there. But it's just a, a reminder that. You know, some of these folks who want to do paywall nonsense and they want to lie to you, they want to say nonsense. Hey, you know, uh, the, the, the latest on Cody Rhodes is that um, he could be in the WWE or he could not be. And but, you know, it, it's, it, if he is, then this that come on, stop it. You don't know anything. Stop it. Juicy juice. Stop it. Paywall. Jesus. Stop deceiving people. OK, maybe if you took more time to go directly to the sources and get them on the record and have real conversations, you wouldn't have to sit here and sell all that snake oil that you keep selling. Stop insulting the intelligence of the listeners, of the fans, of the community. Stop leeching and start giving. Imagine that. Huh. That's all we do here, Jack. You better believe it. Once again, shout out to Thunder Rosa, my world champion, your world champion, our world champion. Thank you to no avail. Thank you to Sticks, and thank you to you for listening. All right. Till next time, be kind to yourselves, be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.